0: Welcome to the Get Offset podcast. I'm Emily,
1: and I am Andrew.
0: Whoa, you are so enthusiastic for 9:30 on a Sunday night.
1: Uh, It's because I actually took a late nap, like at 8 p.m., so I could be awake Uh, for this.
0: Whoa, that that's a late (laughs) nap, man. That is that's playing with fire, dude.
1: The heat was getting to me. It was like I thought the heat, the heat, what heat? It was a whole 75 today, and I was out of the house like most of the afternoon
0: when was it 75
1: uh, my car was reading like 78 at one point like after we got out oh like, yeah that
0: asphalt i'm lot. sure can get hot and reflective rick and i went on a 20 something 23 mile bike ride today and i was sweating at the end of it but never like i also i also had sun sleeves on so it's pretty covered and i i just definitely did not feel hot
1: well, I always feel mm. hot, but that's a different discussion.
0: Uh, that's something to talk about with your doctor, perhaps?
1: <laughs> uh, perhaps, yeah. It's oh. a sign of menopause. Um,
0: Are you going through that change, Andrew?
1: Uh, no, I'm not, actually, uh, because I am a young, independent white male.
0: Yes. White men have no idea, especially the young ones. Nope. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you hinted to me that you had some exciting beverages.
1: I do. I am double fisting it flamingo style. And by double fisting it, I mean uh, we were about to start this podcast and I didn't want to chug the beer I was working on just so I could have a fresh drink to get going because that would be irresponsible. Would. But I didn't want to have to get up partway through, the, pro- through uh, the episode to get another one. So I've got the last dregs of... A guava blonde ale. This comes from Ecliptic Brewing Company.
0: This ah. one's called
1: Their Flamingo Planet. Nice. It's super refreshing.
0: Do so you have and... two of those?
1: Well, I've got that's what I've been working on for like the last yeah. two hours. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the one I'll be pouring after that is from Schilling,
0: mm. which I want to mm-hmm. say is
1: a woman owned company.
0: I Fashion don't know, mark. but let, I'm actually gonna look that up because I, I love like shilling. I remember
1: that being a thing.
0: Shilling Cider House, like there's one in Fremont that we should all go to.
1: Yeah, I've been meaning to go to the one in Fremont because it's supposed to be super cool. And they uh, they're supposed to have a lot of their limited edition stuff that doesn't hit.
0: They scores. have like twenty ciders plus on tap.
1: Cider something that's growing on me. I've I've never been super into it, but craft cider it takes it to a different level. I
0: love I. cider
1: than the uh generic variety of angry orchard that i'm used to yeah
0: i have a soft spot because angry orchard's a cincinnati company but i really prefer
1: uh.
0: um i like shilling i like seattle cider co though seattle, seattle cider co man yeah. they they have hits and they have like some horrific misses
1: the only one i've tried from them is their Marionberry. Oh, that sounds good
0: it was it good
1: Oh, maybe I'm thinking of a different cider company. Shoot. I think I'm thinking of a different <laughs> cider company.
0: I mean, that sounds like something um, they would do. I've had a lot.
1: Oh, no. Seattle Cider Company is the one that comes in like, uh, they do like four pint. Yeah. Cans. Yeah. Yeah. No, they did uh, like a maple one that I tried a while back that was mm-hmm. really good. And they did a, uh, like a lime basil.
0: <gasps> oh, on, the lime basil is the best one, I think.
1: That was super refreshing. Yeah. Anyway, so this one from Schilling is the Grapefruit and Chill. It's their grapefruit flavor. I've heard
0: heard of that. I might have seen that recently.
1: It's got a giant – it's just flamingo and palm trees. And between the two flamingo drinks and my bright red shorts and my red and blue and pink Hawaiian shirt, I uh, feel like I – I'm doing pretty well. Although I am wearing Birkenstock, not flip flops. Mm.
0: I feel like you need a vacation from your vacation. That, that's the vibe I'm getting.
1: Yeah. I just, I know how to pretend like I'm retired, mm-hmm. you know?
0: No, so I am. Um, I had from Seattle Cider Co. I got um once they had at the grocery outlet, which I like to call the gross out, uh, a berry cider. I'm like, oh, I like Seattle Cider Company. I kind of like berry flavors. I'm going to get it. And um, Tiffany, who we had on the podcast, came over with her her, her gentleman who does, who does drink uh, Tiffany Sober. If you haven't listened to that episode, please do. Um, and I offer one to him and he accepts and we both crack one open and we're smelling I'm like this smells weird. And Tiffany smells it. And she's like, that smells like a hangover. <laughs> and it, that was a great way to describe it. It really smelled like, like. Like like you is It was like kind of like
1: cough syrup? It, it
0: smelled like like vomit. Yeah, Ooh. it smelled like you vomited up wine is what it smelled like to me. Like red wine. That's not pleasant. No. And when it tasted when bad I think too. Of like,
1: When I think of drinks that uh that smell like a hangover, I think um cheap tequila. Mm. Like good tequila, I'm down with cheap tequila. I immediately like that smells like
0: College gross, <laughs> we had different college experiences, and not, not in the good way. No. Not nobody thinks you mean way. the good way, Andrew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had many positive experiences in college, and cheap tequila was yeah, not, yeah. But of
0: that me. berry cider is one of the few ciders I've sipped and just dumped down the drain. i had done it with bottles of wine, like we talked about the wine club, like I think it was last weekend, mm-hmm. last week. And once I got a bottle from them that I'd gotten previously, and it tasted good. I open it up I'm like, this smells rancid. And to
1: gone oh, like yeah. And to
0: the company's credit, they uh ref I think they either refunded it or like gave me a credit or sent me another bottle. Like I don't remember which one but they made it right. But I took like one step and I'm like, ah, yeah. I'm just gonna dump this down the drain. Like I don't oh jeez. Jeez.
1: Yeah, I've had that happen with beer Gross. before. Um, the one notable time it happened to me is I got a case of Newcastle, which is the brown ale that comes in the clear mm. bottles. And fun fact about clear bottles is they don't protect the liquids inside very well from UV exposure. That. And it turns out this is a known deal because I called my dad to complain. He's like, "Oh yeah, well that's what you get for buying Newcastle." You got the one off the top of the pile. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, rookie mistake. Rookie Like thanks, Uh, Dad. The things he Um,
0: didn't teach you,
1: Rick and move, Junior. Uh, Yeah, so every single bottle in that case was skunked out, and the grocery store refused to replace Mm. it. But it was a grocery store, whatever. Yeah. Um, Okay, so that's like twenty bucks. It was cheap junk, anyways. I didn't need that. Nasty.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I'm just, I've been working on a glass of red wine for about uh two hours, so. That's where I'm at in my nice. life.
1: Side note, if you if the, unless it's skunky, like if you try a wine you don't like, throw it in a ice cube tray, freeze it, and save it for like soups or sauces later.
0: That's a good idea.
1: We did that. Or if it's like if you know the wine's been open for more than like three days and you know it's starting to get mm-hmm. vinegary, you can do it with that as well. So That's smart. It actually, it like in, in a roux sauce, like have it with like a steak or whatever.
0: Oh, a roux sauce. That sounds redundant. Why does that sound so... That just feels redundant because of whatever. Well, I'm whatever. not French. Uh, tu n'es pas plus français?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, tu n'es uh,
0: pas plus français? My,
1: my now former co-worker was French. Unfortunately, he found some other opportunities, and we'll miss him dearly. Uh, he actually popped in the office on Friday. I'm like, what the heck are you doing here, man? Uh, he was French.
0: Like je ne sais pas how to, uh, to keep... <laughs>
1: Yeah, you sit lost me. To
0: have I don't know. I think I I tried to say I don't know how to quit this job, but
1: If we have any French listeners, can you please tell us how terrible we are? Thank you. I took 5 years uh,
0: of French. That's embarrassing.
1: Uh, I took possibly that many years of Spanish. Hmm. And my Spanish is mediocre at best. Most of so the Spanish. You, I, <laughs> yeah. Most of it that I retained is I uh, uh from like sling and just like stuff that I would like say with friends Mm -hmm. and not like the whole past tense kind of like all the grammatical stuff I just no idea
0: yeah I get that so um I have some new things I would like to talk about tell me I had my first gig as a member of a band since I moved to Seattle last Thursday it was Ooh. awesome. I was in the house band for uh, the, the first show of the Ladies of Country Music Tributes. And I don't know what the official title of the series is called because I'm just a band member. I'm not that promoter for once. And um, I was guitar and it was the Dolly Parton, Allison Krauss tribute night. And I just, man, I had the best time. Like, that was so fun. It was so great when you play nine to five and everybody in the room like gets up and just like rages. (laughs) It's such a good feeling. Like I I was in the cover band in Nashville and I remember seeing people get so stoked when we play a song that they really liked and like people rag on cover bands. Like, you know, dude, it's fun. It's fun when people like know and love whatever you're playing and they're into it. Yeah.
1: I am all down with cover bands so long as they don't suck.
0: Yes, we uh, did that's not also suck. Just we in general. <laughs> we sh- we were great, and uh, it was two shows: an early show and a late show. Um, I'm all playing guitar at another one at the end of this month. This is June, I believe. It's June. I think it's June twenty seventh. Oh, cool! So, uh, at the Royal Room, there's an early show which is all ages, and a late show which is twenty one and up. I'd love to see that's people there. That's when the
1: real party begins.
0: yes uh it's they had food and i got some of the food and it was really good and they said instead of doing drink tickets they just put a big uh tub of rainier like 30 rainier cans and all it, it was mostly singers like it was four band members and then a bunch of singers and all the singers said I don't. I don't want to drink this this carbonated fizzy beer before I go on stage. Like I'm just going to be belching the whole time, and nobody wants to hear that.
1: Well, most of nobody, but anyway. I.
0: Yeah. Well, whoever was on the mic next wouldn't want them belching into it. Let's agree on that.
1: Well, we can also agree that house mics in general smell like Ebola.
0: Oh, jeez. that's not nice.
1: It's true. It never, ever, ever make the mistake of sniffing. A house mic anywhere andrew don't care if ebola
0: it's... ebola killed a lot of people dude yeah i should say it smelled like barf or something it does, it smells like it definitely smells like old burps
1: let's just say that when billy joel says the microphone smells like a beer he's being very kind
0: yes you know once prince fired one of the guitar techs because the guitar tech went outside, smoked some cigarettes, and then came inside and checked all the mics. And when Prince walked up to his mic, all he could smell was cigarette smoke. So he fired that tech. Yikes. Yeah.
1: That's uh, that's actually kind of reasonable.
0: Yeah. I mean, I yeah. You don't. Yeah, I get it. That, I kind of get irritating. it. Like, yeah, I kind of get it. I don't smoke and I, I get it, man. Like my grandfather smoked. And I just remember him always smelling like cigarettes. And uh, I remember when he died, my mom gave me some of his jackets and she said, the black one probably still smells like him. Wishes to say it smelled like Winston Salem's, the cigarettes that he smoked. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you,
1: did you see that article? Uh, the, the news headline about the singer from the who was yelling at uh, someone in the crowd for token up. Do you not know
0: the name of the singer from The Who? You don't know his name? You don't know the name? You don't know. Just chime in when you get it. Roger Roger. You don't know. Really? Really? how young are you stop it i'm right. barely older than you and i know who roger daltrey is
1: and that's fine but keith moon is also one of my favorite drummers of all time so you've got to give you some credit there that was the member that i always cared about
0: that's the guy who like he,
1: blew everything you... up
0: no he died <laughs> he was he was I know. literally he so was literally on bottom yes Yes. But Keith Drummers would, have a
1: bad habit of doing drummer type things.
0: Well, once he was so screwed up on like horse tranquilizers that I took before a show or something like that, and he passed out mid-set and they pulled some kid from the audience on and they had to pull some kid out of the audience to finish the set for him. Yeah. Like
1: I'm not that's not, someone, that not saying. someone to
0: idolize.
1: I'm saying that, but I'm not saying I'm idolizing the behavior. I'm what I'm saying is the play style was just groundbreaking. Like, right. who doesn't have a hi hat?
0: Keith total. Moon didn't
1: have a hi hat. Like, what the heck? How did what? How did he rock? Like, no hi hat? Are you kidding me? So,
0: yeah, I'm I'm not gonna give him that. I'll, I'll be honest. But I hear he was uh quite kind to groupies, and the groupies really liked him. That he was fun. That's what I've heard. That's my impression of Keith Moon is that he was very fun <laughs> off stage.
1: <laughs> the story that i remember when i was learning how to play drums is that he put goldfish like he like filled up his drums with water and then put goldfish inside the drums
0: i don't like that
1: and i just remember thinking that was somehow the most screwed up and yet most rock and roll thing ever i think and the I
0: aspca like, would disagree with like him doing that like adamantly
1: i i agree with that statement but you gotta remember middle school me was just like whoa what what <laughs> you put goldfish in a drum so that that's how i learned how to play drums
0: oh keith moon so, okay Droga
1: rolls royce into a pool
0: oh um, god i just want to be that stupid rich that's all i want in life
1: <laughs> pay me I don't.
0: yeah um yeah and also i have a gig on wednesday with my friends stephanie ann johnson at tim's tavern in north seattle and uh if you listeners would like to come out that'd be super cool you should do it you should do it you should do it it's just only cancel
1: cancel all your plans and just go
0: i think it's like a five dollar suggested donation
1: it doesn't matter that
0: it's your anniversary just go whose anniversary i don't know but whoever's listening andrew is that your anniversary it's not <laughs> <months in> january <laughs> yes uh dope anything new with you andrew
1: I'm um, not a whole lot on the gear side of things because I'm gearing up to move. Ah,
0: uh, but I'm chick.
1: Yeah, just the annual Seattle migration of swapping around different places because of the rising cost of rent. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. So that, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not bothered and I'm looking forward to a change of peace. So well, it'll be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Well, dear listener, Andrew doesn't want to brag, but he's also cooking up something really fun in our Facebook group. So if you're not a member of that, uh hop in the Facebook group. There's kind of something fun going going around, nudge nudge. Hint hit.
1: I, I definitely don't like to brag. I am the most humble, believe me.
0: You're the hu- <laughs> no
1: one is more humble no than No
0: one. No one is humbler than Sir, Mr and Jew Andrew Renard
1: sir mr. doctor thank you
0: reverend fun Not f-
1: yet working on that
0: fun fact I am <laughs> oh the internet can do wonderful things
1: if I wasn't drinking a flamingo drink that I actually enjoyed I would have just spit that out what
0: I am ordained on the internet
1: More power to you,
0: United Life Church. I can uh, do weddings, so can you've a,
1: probably done more weddings than I have.
0: So can a notary public, actually, which is a better skill to have. Yes, yes, yes. Uh,
1: uh, I just I'm not going to argue with you on that. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it.
0: Oh. it's not worth it. It's my husband has learned it's not really worth arguing with me
1: we're just we're gonna leave the arguing for later
0: yeah we'll argue about inconsequential things
1: yeah and consequential things later this episode
0: oh possibly. uh yeah i'm sure we'll have some disagreements you and it's i possible yeah so dear listener
1: hopefully they're respectful
0: please expect some some disagreements <laughs> there might be yelling the, there might be cursing disclaimer I'm not sure we
1: agree. You to this At your own risk.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure Andrew and I agree on the topic that we're about to discuss. But we do. Oh, we'll get into it. But what we do agree with is that the Mount Hood is a great pedal. It's a triangle fuzz. It's a triangle fuzz with a three-band EQ and a presence knob on one side and a germanium boost on the other. It's by Spruce Effects. It's really sweet. Uh, get one at the Spruce Effects website.
1: Do it. And if you think about it, man, like a triangle muff with a three band EQ. That's like the most Illuminati thing ever, man. Like, like threes everywhere.
0: Oh dude, you're right. Look out for the
1: threes. It's a mountain. You know what mountains are shaped like?
0: Triangles. Triangles. Yes. They are. Oh my gosh.
1: You know, you know how many people helped build this thing? A lot. Actually four. Cause Spruce is a two person operation.
0: I think he, because- I think that, uh, the the real John Snyder from uh ele- oh shoot Electro audio ex- electronic audio experiments also looked at it.
1: Okay, so then we're up to five.
0: Yeah, and I have I think everybody has a lot of respect for the John Snyder from electronic audio experiments.
1: Well, sorry folks, Illuminati not confirmed. We can move on with our days. Sorry about that.
0: I mean, it's a lot it's still a lot of white dudes involved, so the odds are high. Err.
1: How do you know so much about the Illuminati? What? Oh. Oh, boy. Here we go.
0: Okay. Let's change the subject to something less controversial. Classic. (laughs) Um, What's that? Happy Pride Month to everyone who is celebrating Pride this month. I don't know. Like, that's really inclusive.
1: That is a very wide (sighs) band of people, and I love it.
0: LGBTQ+, we love you. I love you. I hope that you have a wonderful month celebrating Pride. Indeed. Indeed. You know, uh, did you know that Pride uh, started um, with a police riot?
1: Uh, Stonewall, right?
0: Stonewall. Yeah. 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 So I
1: do know about that. Yeah. So
0: like Pride isn't some arbitrary thing. It really it's not has. Like we just
1: assigned it a random.
0: No, I think it's. It might be the 50th anniversary. It's some. I think it might be some big anniversary. But it's been almost 50 years, at least since, since that. Um, and so that's that. That makes it really important for members of that community. Um, so I just think it's really important for all of us as people who want to be allies. You know, listen and encourage and let our friends know that like we see them and we love them and we just want them to be happy and be included and have the same rights as everybody else and just like i'm constantly sad by and sad's not the right word i'm infuriated by by some of the states of things in the world i'm infuriated that you know, people who are transgender are more likely to be victims of violent crime, uh, be homeless. Um, people who love someone of the, the same sex or gender as them uh, are can be denied basic rights. Like, doctors in some states can deny having them as patients or having their children as patients because of their orientation. And... I just think that anything. I think that I don't want to say anything. I think that um, something that allies and brands can do is just raise awareness, normalize this normal thing, and just spread love and protect our friends and our community members as much as we can. That was a bit of a tangent. I have strong that was feelings. White this statement. Yes. Was that okay? Is it okay that I made such a statement?
1: I mean, I'm not terribly opposed now.
0: Okay. Good. I mean, I don't really care what you think about that. That's how I feel. And
1: oh that's really cool.
0: Yes. And uh so yeah, the topic this month is kind of um about pride and the LGBTQ community and how specifically how brands are handling it, have handled it. Good ways to handle it. Bad ways to handle it. From our, for the record, very limited cis-het uh, perspectives.
1: Can you explain what that means for yes. those of us who aren't terribly familiar with yeah. all of the terms and oh, the really, totally. and the abbreviations? I'll
0: start with the easier part. Uh, the het part stands for heterosexual. I'm a woman. That's me. That's me. I am... A woman who uh, is attracted to men, and you are a man who is attracted to women, is my understanding that is of you. Correct. And I forget what CIS says, stands for. My apologies. But basically means I was born, the doctor said I was a girl, inside I, I am a girl. I assume indeed. the same for you. But that um, is cisgendered. Yeah, and that is the opposite of transgendered which some people find uh controversial i guess people do people do but
1: this is this is that is a true statement
0: yeah but i mean i just want people to be who they are and i can't imagine it's i i can't, i don't know if there are a lot of ways that people can understand what's that what that's like to be like closeted no, no, no. and because um, I've never been through that experience and uh, I think that's just a part of it. If this is something that you're comfortable chatting about, feel free to hit up Andrew and I. We'd love to talk about your experiences. Uh, also in the group, I want to keep that a safe place for everybody.
1: Yeah, hate's not super cool. I'm not a fan of that. And on that note, real quick, if if you don't mind me taking a quick tangent to talk, uh, since I tend to be more of the ambassador to our Christianity side of our listenership,
0: go for it.
1: Alrighty, just real quick. Um, let's see here for the the folks who are listening to this who don't theologically agree with certain lifestyles, I think we can all agree regardless of where you fit on that theological bent of things that it's pretty uncool to treat people differently and to treat people like unfairly and all this, that and unlovingly and you know, the whole, like treating people with love is the very basis of Christianity. And so, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to put up with anyone in the group or any of the responses who are, who are acting in an unloving, unkind way manner. I'm all for having a discussion, but yeah, I don't put up with that. And yeah, I'm. I, I, if we're in a context of talking about Christianity and theology, sure, let's talk about it in a respectful manner. But that's a very different conversation than what we're about to have, which is a conversation outside of that realm and just a general culture, the world we live in. This is the way things are. And I, I'm kind of pretty solid on like christianity is its own thing but i don't feel like we need to make being gay or lgbtqia like illegal or prosecuting that on illegals like that's just totally uncool so i I really if that's how you feel personally like that's fine we can talk about it but we're talking about this in the very rational sense of everyone gets to be treated equally and that's Mm -hmm. that's not a debate
0: yeah And I think part of being treated equally is to just feel seen and appreciated.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. And, and so. I think
0: that's a big reason a lot of brands um, do special things for Pride.
1: What you you're you're saying that they're not taking gross advantage of Pride Month in order to make a profit?
0: Honestly, sometimes they are. That's like I think that's I think it's very possible. Mm-hmm. To have that kind of opinion on the matter, um, especially for things like alcohol brands. Um, I think that you could perceive that as taking advantage of a community that stereotypically likes to party and have a good time, and alcohol is a big part of that. But you. And
1: it was at this moment in the podcast where the listener realized, Houston, we have a problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean. I think that um, alcohol abuse is a problem in a lot of communities Um, from, you know, rural conservative Christian communities uh, where I came from, there was definitely a lot of alcoholism there. I think that when you have a community that so revolves around, at least seemingly on the outside, um, consumption of alcohol and going to nightclubs and going to clubs and going to There are
1: so many jokes about Baptists and uh, and alcohol because Baptists uh, in general, like it's that denomination, is like not super cool with drinking.
0: Oh, they all just go to the next the the liquor store in the next town over. (laughs) Like they all, yeah,
1: yeah. It's uh, there's just so many jokes about that, and it's kind of funny because it's true, and it's unfortunately true because that, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, it's true. And uh-huh. then there's
1: the jokes about the uh, the reformed folks liking their IPAs um, and having beards and all of that, mm-hmm. which I have a beard and I like IPA and I am not super reformed. So <laughs> <laughs> suck it, Calvin. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Yeah. So um, I think that that's a fine line between, you know, like paying homage to one of your customer bases and just just being I don't want to say predatory. If I said predatory before, I, I didn't mean that. Um, it, it can be. Been... So it's
1: to share your opinion. You're just laying it all out I there. I know.
0: What do you think? I'll ask you. <laughs> well,
1: before I share what I think, because honestly, the way I think is largely informed by others around me who have a different experience than I do with that realm of things. And uh, because I, I don't really have any issues with people targeting me for ads during this month. So um, to I, I guess I'll just start with sharing kind of a couple of things I've seen from some of my friends uh, who identify as LGBTQI+. Uh, and something I saw, a good friend of mine, Spencer, actually lives in Seattle. They were posting about how it's just 100% across the board. And Spencer, I apologize if I'm completely misrepresenting what, what you said. Um, th- they were saying that, across the board like it's not okay to sell branded stuff for pride month uh in that we can use our social media marketing platforms to bring that up and to talk about and to raise awareness but then trying to capitalize on it is just a just capitalism doing its thing mm-hmm. it's kind of uncool and it's taking gross advantage yeah. and um
0: i think it's so like on a case-by-case basis like i used to do a lot. I, <sighs> I guess selling branded things is almost different than like when I was at artist home and the Supreme court came through with, you know, legalizing gay marriage, we changed our profile picture to, you know, have the rainbow in it. And on on one of our, on Twitter, I don't think we ever changed it back just because that was, that's such a big part of the community that we had been, you know, developing and so many of, um, our performers that we've been working with and our friends were affected by that decision, but yeah, we didn't sell anything branded. Uh, that is, that is kind of well.
1: Okay, so well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna continue on my uh, bench sorry, a sorry, keep bit going here as it as it develops. And uh, I guess I, I want to caveat that with I'm always hesitant to draw wide sweeping. It is never statements. It is always statements. Uh, as I. Uh, Oh, uh, is the great canon of Star Wars has taught us uh, only Sith deal in absolutes, which itself is an absolute statement, which really makes you wonder <laughs> what was going on there. But uh, oh. Only Sith deal in ab- absolutes, and I'm not a Sith. So I I am very hesitant to draw, uh, to, to brush, broad brushstrokes with that. But I, I definitely understand the sentiment, and I, I understand that historically speaking, this is... A group of folks that have been grossly taken advantage of, that have been treated like a minority, and for you know, a variety of different ways. I don't think is completely necessary to get into on this episode because that's just a whole conversation for another time. That I mean, that's a centuries, millennia old history lesson on the um, discrimination against this people group, and so that that's just a mm-hmm. whole different topic. But um, I think within the gear community. And this is where we start getting into gear podcasts I remember last year, I remember a handful of companies were putting out. Um, I remember seeing a lot of stuff in social media. I don't remember if there's a whole lot that was being sold. That was
0: like branded, um, like rainbow branded.
1: as such the only thing that comes to mind was um, good gravy. I'm going to, I really should know this, but I can't remember if it's trans awareness day or if it's trans awareness week. I remember sometime last summer, Earthquaker Devices was posting stuff on their social media of um, pedal doodles, their little cat and the the trans flag, and I thought that was really
0: cool. Yeah, uh, and I, That's
1: and a I nice don't remember way to do if it. they were. I don't. I, well, that was just their pedal doodle. I don't know if that was just kind of what they typically would do with pedal doodles, where it gets mixed in. It's kind of like an Easter egg. Did you get one or did you not? Mm-hmm. Uh, or if that was a specific fundraiser, um, they were. I can't remember if they're auctioning off um, to donate proceeds or. I honestly don't remember what the story was. I don't ever remember thinking that that was them taking gross advantage of anyone. And so, Yeah.
0: I mean, I think that uh, if you put your money where your mouth is, it makes a, an enormous difference in the perception of it.
1: Right. Right. So I, I guess what I, I'm to bring it from a case by case basis. I think it would be a fair thing to say that if a, uh, if you're donating a portion, if not all of the proceeds from a sale to a charity for instance to help uh w- with that cause i think that could be a way to not to bring awareness
0: mm-hmm.
1: and to sell things and not be taking gross advantage of like this is just a marketing set for me to make yeah. money and i mean um, and that's why yeah. people have accused larger brands over the last few months with a couple of different topics like the brand that i can think of um in the mainstream would be uh, gillette they did their oh uh, that was well done toxic masculinity thing oh and they also I d- thought that was
0: they cool. also did the the transgendered teen uh her, his dad showing him how to shave for the first time
1: I don't remember seeing that's that, that's, that's very
0: cool. recent and it was very beautiful I thought um,
1: but and people got they, mad yeah of they, course. Well, yeah, I mean, people got mad about that. People got about mad about Nike and they started lighting their shoes on fire while still wearing their Nikes. And I Dope.
0: Know. Yeah, let them um, do that. If you want to light the shoes that you're wearing on fire <laughs> because you hate gay people, do that. Um, I, I will, I, I support that dumbness.
1: But I mean, the, the, the argument is like, well, they're just doing that to try and draw uh, a customer base. And I, that's just a, I don't want to get into the meta of mm-hmm. the, the nonsense of what that is. Cause I don't know. I just, I, I don't work in those companies. I don't understand what was going on in the back rooms. I no. just, I don't want to touch that's playing with fire. I'm not going to go there. I mean, you can look that, at that's it. The accusation yeah. that was thrown around. And I don't, I would hate to see that kind of accusation get thrown around in the gear community.
0: Um, I mean, it's cer- so I it just, certainly would. This is why we're yeah. having this
1: conversation. I
0: mean, it depends on the brand, bigger brands, maybe smaller brands, probably not. Um, I think that selling things, for profit without donating a portion if not all the proceeds to organizations that help people in that community that's bad that's just that's not okay i'm not cool with that nobody should be cool with that you can't do something specifically designed to to get somebody's money because you know that they care about this group of people and then keep it all for yourself Like, that is crap. I mean,
1: we'll play, let's play devil's advocate here for a second. Mm. And white men love (laughs) playing
0: devil's advocate.
1: (laughs) I know, I know. And I am not the devil, contrary to popular belief. And so I'm not saying that this is what I'm thinking. I just, for the sake of playing it out in a thought experiment sort of way, uh, what if we think about it in terms of. The, the social media awareness itself and the, the spreading awareness itself brings value to that as an ally. So in a completely kind-hearted, we're assuming the best out of this company and that they're not in this for the money sense, or at least not in a greedy sense, more of it, that we just have a business to run kind of sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look. I think an example of that in ways in a way is Electra Food Petals. They have like on their about page basically says like, if you're homophobic, don't buy our petals. Like, I think that's that's a way to show allyship and like again put your money where your mouth is without necessarily having to donate money specifically, but like.
1: And that's something I can totally get down with, one hundred percent. But I mean, if
0: boss 100%. if boss released like a rainbow petal or a blue white blue petal and sold it during this month and made it clear that it was an homage to LGBTQ plus, uh, and then kept all of that money, I mean, that's that's weird and cold. Like, if it's a bigger company doing it, that's weird, cold, bad. Smaller companies, I don't see selling. I don't, I don't see them like trying to monopolize on money. On oh,
1: like yeah, that, like they're that. certainly not going to monopolize on it. I, I'm just thinking not in monopolize, terms of like, like monetize
0: like, it. I'm sorry, it's late.
1: I, I didn't even realize that's the word you said. I knew what you meant, and I didn't even realize that's the word you said. Uh so, but the flip side is like bigger companies have more of a social, have more of a marketing draw on mm-hmm. that in the sense of just providing that positive message. And so if we think about it in terms of value, does that change anything or does that still just, does that just stink of, of capitalism? I
0: don't know. And I think, and it's not gear related, but I think the Gillette ad is a great example. I don't know if they're giving portions of proceeds to other people. I think they're probably still charging women more for their razors, despite the toxic masculinity stuff. Like, Right, right.
1: So, uh... so here's a question that I can't possibly answer on this podcast, and I want to hear answers from this in the group thread. Uh, at what point, because uh, Pride Month isn't something new. I mean, th- this has been a thing with social media for the last handful of years. At what point or what are things that brands do that um, for those of you who identify as LGBTQI+, uh, plus, I mean, what point does it feel pandering? At what point does it feel inauthentic or just unnecessary unwanted uncalled for i mean Mm. i don't have an answer for that because i'm i'm not i just i don't i can't possibly have an answer for that That, i don't have that experience you
0: and i can't possibly have that answer um and every person who is lgbtq plus has a different opinion on it i'm sure i mean there's not like you can't have like consensus opinions with such a broad group of people.
1: Right. Right. And so that's I, I why the really individual really...
0: experiences are, I think what you're saying that we want to hear.
1: Right. And I'd love to hear that. And uh, I, I, I want to hear that perspective. I think that's incredibly valuable perspective. Um, so, and as a side note for anyone who's an ally, uh, acknowledging your blind spots is one of the most important things you can do.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. that
1: even, not even even if you don't realize that, that it is a blind or that you have certain blind spots, just being aware that you might have them and just being very open and being, listening to other people is one of the most valuable thing we can yeah. experience as a general. Faith. And
0: if somebody who has experiences with- that you lack tells you you're wrong, you need to listen to them.
1: I think that's further. Fairly... And uh, there I go. I'm making broad brush stroke statements. I might as well be a Sith. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, I mean, the sis had the best makeup. Let's be real.
1: Uh, Darth Maul was awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. And they, oh gosh, I don't, I'm not going to start. They built up this big bad guy just to like, whatever. I just, I don't want to.
1: Yeah. But they brought him back in clone wars and rebels and it was awesome. Okay. That that did not end in episode one.
0: But it did for people Spurs, who are the biggest but I don't care. in the world. The, the,
1: it's so worth it. I I you know, here here here's something that completely unnecessarily related to this episode. If you have watched all of the like main episodes of Star Wars and you find that like particularly the prequels are just kind of lacking and cheesy, I dare you, triple dog dare you to watch Clone Wars. Mm-hmm and deal with the cheesiness that is the first couple of seasons until it starts to pick up. Yeah. And I think you'll really uh, get, get an appreciation for what Dave Filoni did mm-hmm. uh, with that series yeah. and the, the building of the entire extended universe and how that all builds in together. It's just so
0: good. Yes. Um, and uh, I want to make another note uh, for people who want to be allies, just to pull it back into
1: the topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I think that, I I always talk about putting your money where your mouth is. Um, So do it. Like, just do it. Spend money on people who build things who are LGBTQ. If you have a little- Are
1: we illegally allowed to say just do it? Is that an infringement?
0: (laughs) You can't own that phrase. You can't own that. You can't own the night. No one does.
1: Don't let your dreams be dreams.
0: Free sticker to whoever messages me and tells me where- you don't own that. They don't own the night. No one does. Anyone who can tell me where that's from gets a free sticker.
1: Uh, you don't know. Yeah, huh? I, I would say the same thing about the, uh, the, the don't let your dreams, you dreams thing. But if you don't know where that is, I just, I, I just, I feel sad. That just brings me sadness. Now that someone on this planet might not know where I, that phrase isn't, would be from. Is
0: it from a poster in a guidance counselor's office?
1: It's not. No, it's, (laughs) it's even better than that.
0: Okay. I'll Google it later. Um, but yes, there are plenty of builders out there who would love your support. I'm sure because they're great builders, not because they fit into a weird box of things you want to check off of your, I want to feel good about myself list, but just like explore the diverse community that we are kind of lucky to have becoming more diverse every day. This group of people who build guitars, pedals, pedal boards, all manner of awesome things. Um, and you just, like, I just love, it's its my favorite way to spend my money.
1: I'm just a fan of people being cool people. And to get on a slightly preachy note... Can I get slightly preachy here for a sec- I don't do it often. Can I Can I cash in? Like, Yeah,
0: cash it this, in. Cash it in.
1: This previously untalked about expectation that I get to be preachy every once in a while uh, is that if, if you're a Christian and you believe that everyone is made in the image of God, then gosh darn it, act like it. <laughs> like everybody is. And so we're all beautiful. We're all human. Like that's what I think a lot of people miss is that we are all human. And I, I think there's something really incredibly beautiful about that. I really like celebrating the diversity of the human population and what everybody brings to the table. And I just, I freaking love that. So
0: you're one of them hippie Christian boys, aren't you?
1: It, it's starting to come out of me. I, I wasn't always, but it's, I'm, I'm getting there.
0: Yeah, I like that. Uh, I'm into it. I'm not religious, but when I do meet religious people, I prefer they be basically hippies. <laughs>
1: So, yes, I'll get off my soapbox. I just I needed to get that out there because no. that's something that really bothers me. The way that this whole every this whole topic conversation, I don't even like saying how this whole topic is handled. It's how these people are handled because these are people. Mm-hmm. People don't treat it like that, and it no. really irritates Das Heckin out of me.
0: Das Heckin. So yes,
1: Das Heckin. Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, that was our first episode of Pride Month, possibly our only Pride related episode of Pride Month, as. I think we're going to have we're hopefully going to have a two-parter starting next week.
1: Yeah, I'm really yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah. Um a little bit of housekeeping here. I I don't know if we should do it or not, but before we make a final decision, I do want to hear from folks in the Facebook group. Uh join the Facebook group for multiple reasons. One, join the Facebook group to give us feedback on whether or not we should do some branded merch for pride month with the explicit intent of giving away
0: all proceeds the proceeds, to- all the proceeds Yes.
1: Very, But I don't want to say that we're going to do that. I want to hear from folks and I don't want to trip over myself here. And I uh, assume that that's going to be super chill. So I want to hear from folks. Tell us if you think we should do that or not. And yes. uh, that, that, that would not be for uh any sort of financial gain on our end. No, it would be totally
0: donating it to people who need that money in our immediate community.
1: Also join the Facebook group. And I just, if you don't see it in, uh, you know, I'm just going to pin the post that would just make things a lot easier. I'm going to pin a post. If you join the Facebook group, you're going to see what I'm talking about. It's a very cool things that you're going to want to be a part of that will cost you about, very little Mm -hmm. the cost of shipping that's all i'm gonna say yes cost of shipping cost of shipping and uh yeah and and and, and we
0: promise it's not you sending us stuff it's not a pyramid scheme situation
1: (laughs) (laughs) you send us your favorite pedal and we'll do a review for it that's guaranteed to come out in the next seven years
0: seven years yeah pretty much (laughs)
1: it's gonna be your favorite most valuable pedal of all time
0: yes 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 and you won't get anything back ever it's ours now
1: (laughs) no it's purely to support the podcast
0: no you see and then you recruit other people to send us pedals and then we'll send you one of their pedals and that's how pyramid scheme works so then they have to recruit more people or they never get a pedal yes
1: i didn't i think the supreme court just did um had a deal with uh with an MLM company, actually, that for, uh, decided that the MLM company has to uh, – all of its salespeople have to be hired on as employees and all they have to be paid, uh, compensated for their time.
0: Remind people what MLM means.
1: MLM is multi-level marketing. And the
0: most famous example uh. is –
1: there's many famous examples. Uh, I'm think I'm thinking of like Mary Kay, Mary Kay. and Avon.
0: Mary Kay, yeah, um, and Avon. And then those stupid stupid leggings.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not Lululemon. No, no, that's no. no, no. Chain. I forget uh, what
0: they they are just crap leggings. And then you have to buy like a bunch of ugly ones to get the ones that people actually want to buy. Oh, and the that that, that protein Lulero, yeah,
1: Melissa is actually sitting in the room.
0: Yeah, um, and the shaker one. Ask so- her about the nutrition shake one. My cousin's wife did that one for a minute. Everyone thought she was just which po- one? The the like the the nutrition shakes.
1: Oh, the uh, Advil Care
0: maybe, but she was my cousin's wife, and she was just posting about her weight loss and everyone's like oh yeah good for you like we're so proud of you you know you're so hard and then all of a sudden she starts like selling people shakes and the engagement on her post dropped off a cliff (laughs) everyone's like oh oh no thank you
1: there it is yeah um anyways so multi-level marketing is just the whole where you buy stuff and you get to keep a chunk of your commission and you hold parties Uh, pampered chef is one that i'm familiar with because my mom did a lot of Pampered chef stuff growing up. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm going to stop myself at saying whether or not it's good or bad and whether or not you should or should not. But, you, because but like, cause that's,
0: cause I think
1: that's something a Sith would do. Well, I'm just saying but,
0: like uh, the, the bulk of people who buy, like do like Mary Kay. I think the average Mary Kay seller, uh, nets 200 bucks a year. But most of the women who do that is my understanding is they want to get the discounts for themselves. Selves and their friends who use it, and also I love Mary Kay products. So
1: I've never sold any of that. I've, I've not, I haven't really been a part you of. You didn't that, sell knives door
0: to door. What kind of job did you have in high school, other than working in uh, a china shop?
1: Uh, no, in high school I uh, bagged groceries for tips only.
0: Oh, is it college you worked in the china shop?
1: College was the the china shop. It was the china and. Um, boutique clothing and antique furniture Mm. so i got to tell a lot of middle-aged middle-aged women uh, i i got asked the question does this make me look fat and i had to honestly answer it and honestly that wasn't like that wasn't that weird when we just all like no that's not like that doesn't work for you but maybe we try this And if you just it's just a matter of fact let's find something that works for you and it's not a body shaming thing like I was amazed at how quickly that was no longer awkward for
0: me. Mm, Yeah. And I'm sure they appreciated Um, it in their own way. Yeah.
1: It's like if you treat someone like they're human. Um,
0: Like, dude, I was trying on clothes the other day. And I I think like these jumpsuits and overalls were just too short for my torso. And the woman kept saying, looks great. I'm like, it does not. And you know, I know exactly what you're looking at. And I think we can both agree this is not working for my body. (laughs)
1: yeah so speaking of things uh, honestly, with, yeah honestly great is, honesty is a good thing um yeah no i've had some weird jobs well my other high school job was working at a dvd rental shop
0: oh, that sounds awful
1: it was actually uh, my first guitar store shop oh that's the they had, one like a little corner yeah. they had a corner for guitars in the back and they moved me a few months into being at the front counter to the back oh,
0: nice.
1: and i But because I wasn't old enough, the only thing they could ask me to do, maintenance-wise, was restring guitars. They left the rest of the hard work
0: for everybody else. I'm sure you're great. I'm I'm sure you're great at restringing guitars.
1: I, I, I wasn't when I was working there, but I got better over time, and I sold a lot of guitars.
0: But um, yeah. honestly, I, I'm going to be just, I know we haven't talked about cats this episode. So really quickly, I'm going to talk about cats. Yeah. My cat just went to the bathroom it. and it smells really bad where I am. So I would like to sit in this episode as quickly as possible.
1: Uh, oh, uh, we weren't going to get to the other half hour of content that we have?
0: Uh No, because, oh man, I, Carrie, like I'm, I'm going s- to like change an- her treats because wow, that's not great.
1: Treat yourself. Oh, no, no, no. Maybe let's not do that again. Oh,
0: Lord. This is bad. I don't like this. I would like to leave now. Thanks for listening. This has Me. been the Get Offset Podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Get Offset Podcast. Podcast.
0: Um, Poop cats. <laughs> Poop cats yeah. Oh, gosh. Can we stop now?
1: And it was at this moment where Emily realized Andrew is stalling for as oh my, long as possible. Why are
0: you doing this to me? I've been <laughs> messaging you for twenty minutes about how bad it smells where I am.
1: <laughs> Have you? Is it been? You didn't even respond to my last message. I sent you a GIF for the "Don't let your dreams be dreams." Shayla, Shia,
0: boof. La poop. My cat <laughs> took a dump. It smells bad. <laughs> oh. oh God! Can we stop? All right.
1: Well, yeah, I guess that's, well, that's Again, fine. Again, I'm Emily. I'm Andrew.
0: Bye. I'm so sorry, guys. Bye. Bye.